What is up, you guys? Welcome to Mindset Sessions by Off The Wall Therapy. I am Brock Eisman, and I am stoked to give you guys a look into the sport and performance psychology world. I am here to help you create tools and optimize your potential. Let's get it. How are we doing everybody okay welcome back to mindset sessions for those of you who do not know my name is brock and i have grizz here with me what's up and basically what we do with these sessions is we have three different segments and the segment that we're going over today is called q and a and for q and a basically what we do is we have people sending questions we pick some questions that we think would one benefit you guys, benefit the person who is asking the question. And uh, yeah, so Q&A, that's what we do. The next section is called P&B, and that is performance and brain. And we take research studies and we basically just go over research. I really enjoy myself. When I listen to podcasts, I listening, or I enjoy listening to, wow, I enjoy listening to like research-based stuff, um, learning new things. I, part of my morning routine is I I sit there and I go over research studies and try and help and apply them to what I'm doing for work when I'm working with athletes and working with individuals pertaining to performance. So that one is called P&B, Performance and Brain. And then the third one is interviews. And interviews is pretty much like every single podcast you've ever listened to. Like I get people on here that I'm hoping will benefit you by listening to it. Um, Those people, all different backgrounds, either sports or just performance or business or life or I just really try and find interesting people to get on here so that's the interview style every single week it switches so this week is Q&A next week will be P&B research studies and then the following week will be interviews right so that's kind of how we break those down right that's the flow Chris do you like those I love those okay cool so this one is Q&A these ones I like to be, I don't, I don't want to take up too much of your day. I, I really like these to be short, impactful, and let's go into it. So Q&A, what are Q, we doing today? Q&A. All right. So first question says, hey, Brock. I Hello. Am, I am a former college athlete, and I'm interested to hear what you have to say about body image slash working out. After sports, I gained weight due to my focus on work in my career and providing for my wife. How, how do you deal with it? What are some things you, uh, what are some things that you think I could focus on? Absolutely. Okay. So body image and you have a wife and you're focusing on work. I immediately, what this makes me think of, obviously I, I think I can relate and every single athlete can relate to some level. Um, once you get done with sports, (laughs) your nutrition kind of changes and, you kind of have to re reform whatever that is as an individual. And when it comes to your body, I completely understand where this guy's coming from. It is a guy. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, when you, when you transfer from being an athlete to being a normal person or a NARP, non-athletic regular person, that's so not true. Once you're an athlete, you're always an athlete. Okay. You can apply it in different ways, but where I'm going with this is I'm, 
immediately I, I went through this, you know, I went through, well, I was actually talking to Grizz about this earlier and you know, this, I, my senior year of high school, I went from weighing 175 pounds being an extremely like wiry kind of skinny guy. And then my freshman year of college, I went up to 220 pounds and that was all based on nutrition, trying to get stronger for the sport that I was playing. And baseball is one of those sports where you can gain weight. You have to gain weight. It's kind of a, it's kind of an interesting thing. Um, but anyway, so I went up to 20 kind of by my senior year of college. I ended up sitting right around 210, 205. And when I got done with sports, I realized that that weight that I had on my body was, it wasn't necessarily where I felt the best, you know? And for me, the activities that I like to do, I like to go surfing, I like to go hiking, I like to go dirt bike riding. I like to, I like to do things where I feel really strong, but I don't necessarily need massive amounts of strength. If I was super into weightlifting and super into like gaining a ton of muscle, like that would be different. But for me, I just like to, I like to feel strong. I like to feel good. I like to know that I can wake up and like go on a 20 mile hike and not die, you know? So for myself, I was like, okay, I need to, I need to get in really good shape. And this, this is something that changed for me when I, when I was like, I think I took, I took probably two, almost three years off of just the gym and lifting weights in general, right? When I, right when I finished sports and just like you, when you're asking this question, um, I was focused on my sports psychology career. I was focused on getting my master's, also providing for my wife because I was just freshly married and I totally understand where you're coming from because this is something this is something that we don't necessarily think as athletes because we're always so, like you have to go and work out if you're gonna perform. Like you go and do this and typically you even have a trainer that like does everything for you. And I think the worst aspect of this, which is also the most frustrating, is you kind of know like really you know like the compound workouts you know what you have to do um but you've never had to really do it on your own you know and i know this i know this for a lot of people like we have people make programs for us and then all of a sudden we have to start making our own programs but that was always tailored towards like our sport you know so now now you have to kind of start and this is where i'm leading into you kind of have to start creating your own programs and what does that even look like you know so doing a lot of research, gaining a lot of information and knowledge when it comes to like, well, first I would find out what is the body weight that you want to get to? Like, what's your healthy body weight? I talk about this with my friends, my, even my athletes, right? But what is that body weight that you want to get to? What's like your optimal body weight for what you want to do? You know, like, Chris, do you have any, like, what would be your optimal body weight? I know we talked about this when you did 75 hard. Mm. And for those of you who don't know, 75 hard is it's, it's really, really good for something like this. I would even encourage the guy who's asking the question to go and look up 75 hard and just go do it. Yeah. Um, but what what was your optimal body weight when you started 75 hard and you're like, okay, this is where I want to get to. And Grizz, by the way, absolutely killed 75 hard. It was, it was really gnarly. I started out, um, I was about close to 250 and I got all the way down to 207. Dude. It was, it was nuts. Uh, but my optimal body weight that I was, that I kind of saw for myself, I was like, okay, wow, like the, there's a difference here, and I want to stay here. Was about two twenty. Two twenty. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably for your body type. Trying to get into finding whatever your body type is. Grizz is a big dude. He's always been a really strong dude, right? So for stronger guys and bigger guys, it's like 
you don't have to get down to say 190 pounds when that's not the way that your body is actually built. I, I am a big proponent of whatever your body type is kind of go off of that. You know, you don't have to create this new image to, to try and be someone or to look like somebody wherever you feel really strong. And, and like, I always kind of say it, it's like that. Can you go on a 20 mile hike, like walking? Can you go on a 20 mile hike and go climb a mountain um, and be healthy doing that? You know, not just like absolutely destroying your body and killing yourself. Um, that's kind of how I judge that mentally. There are so many correlations when it comes to working out and mental health. And I think I've talked about the, I've talked about this in the past. I actually bring this up a lot, but your mental health and your physical health. So you working out and your mental health, they both they both coincide with each other almost perfectly. That's what that 100% mental, 100% physical thing is. It applies to everything. But directly to your question, I want you to understand that the mental aspect is why you work out. You know, you're not you're not necessarily. Maybe you are. Maybe you're training for Ironman or training for, I don't know, something, something important for you to like achieve. That's another great way to kind of train because you're so used to training for specific things for a specific sport for it. If that is how you do it, go for it. Um, but for, for myself, I 100% do the physical stuff for the mental benefit. I almost, I almost only work out just so my brain can feel really good and kind of be optimal. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So then, how do you how do you curb those those thoughts? Because sometimes you can be, um, or maybe for the listener, like you could be on the grind, but maybe like you you know take a look in the mirror and you're like, you could be at a place where you're like, oh man, this is you know where this is where I want to be, but then you look at yourself and you're like, you know, you have those thoughts of guilt or shame. How do you how do you combat that? Absolutely. So it's a process, right? I really, really want you to understand that how you look at yourself and it, it takes time. Okay. So number one, be extremely, learn how to be patient. If you are not a patient person, you're not just going to go and do seven days of working out really hard and all of a sudden look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I'm amazing. I feel good. You know, like at what point during 75 hard did you go holy crap like I'm changing that it took about a month and a half yeah right so right around 40 days 35 40 days yeah somewhere right around there if you work out every single day and for 75 hard you have to work out twice a day but if you work out every single day um and I'm not saying that you have to work out every single day that's the the 75 hard thing is more of like a mental challenge it's more it's, of like a lifestyle thing it's really extreme too yeah it's more of a lifestyle thing so if you are into just jumping head into something i would i would definitely say jump into 75 hard but going off of that like you won't see your body start to change until about a month and a half of kicking your ass every single day and making sure that you are you are absolutely destroying your body you know there's like there's a term that i that i say and i say this to some of my athletes too i'm like if you're gonna go out there and actually have a runner who we talked about this it was i think it was at her regional and i was like destroy thy body <laughs> we talk about power words all the time she goes she goes all right it's my last race day and i was like destroy thy body <laughs> and that was like a it was kind of like a funny term that we said to each other i was like destroy thy body like like when you're going through it and you're gonna be tired because this is like like somewhat of, I think she raced like three days before or two days before that. Um, and I was like, destroy thy body. 
like your body, your body will push through it. You know, your body will be able to do this. It's your mind that really stops you. So saying something like destroy thy body, you really, your body reacts, you know, it reacts. Yeah. When I did that bike ride with uh, my buddy Paul, we did um, uh, Washington down to Mexico. I remember that. Yeah. So we did that and I really, I found that out for myself. This was like three years ago, right in the middle of COVID. And I really found out how, because in, in the sports that I played, I never really understood like how hard you could push your body. Um, but sitting on a bicycle for eight to 10 hours a day, like you really find out like how hard you can push your body before your mind actually, I mean, not your mind before your body gives up, you know, and your body is so much more capable than what you think it really is. And it adapts. Okay. And the only thing stopping it is all those soft parts in your mind. So I would 100% say for you who is asking the question, learn how to do extremely hard things consistently. Okay, so do hard things consistently, set goals, try and write these things down, you know, and the number one thing, and I know for athletes, number one thing for me was nutrition. I even still struggle with it today. Like I'll, I, I go on binges of like eating super healthy and super clean. And luckily I have my wife for that, that is super clean and super, but she's pregnant now. So <laughs> that, that kind of <laughs> all, it harder. oh yeah, that kind of all got a little disrupted and I'm really trying to, to focus back on it. Like last night I still had, I had ice cream because we have a bunch of ice cream in our fridge and just sitting there with my pregnant wife. It's like, okay, like it's okay to do that every now and then. But I really, really want you to focus on the nutrition side because the nutrition side is everything. That's really where it starts. Um, stick to, you don't have to do some crazy diet, but stick to a specific diet that really works for you. You know, that really works for you. Find out what that is. And I know for sports, we could just, well, this was my perspective. I could just literally eat whatever I wanted because of how many calories I was burning, you know? And as you get older, you have to really be on top of that. I'm not saying I'm not a nutritionist. I don't know anything, but what I'm trying to say is find, find a diet that really, really works for you. You know what I'm saying? So, and then again, be patient. You're not just going to eat healthy for maybe two weeks, three weeks, a month. You're not just going to eat healthy and work out and be like, I see a difference. Okay. That's not true. You're probably going to feel really tired too, but your body will adapt. And once you adapt to that, it's going to be a big change and you're going to notice it. Right. So that's what I got to say about that. When it comes to body like image, you know, I really, really want you to not compare yourself because when you're looking at other people, it's really easy to compare yourself. That is Something I do not want you to focus on or focus on being aware of the times that you do compare yourself, you know, social media, maybe that's the thing the next month and a half when you are doing this for yourself and focusing on yourself, maybe you don't go on social media, maybe you turn it off for a while. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. totally. What's um uh, another thing I just thought of maybe for uh, a listener, like, is this is this normal? You know, the, and this is coming from like a guy who, who wrote this question down, but is it normal to be going through something like this post um, collegiate competition or post high level competition? Yes, absolutely. This is 100% normal. I mean, you're seeing me, I, I experience this. I know you experience this. Every single athlete experiences this, whether they finish their long career as a professional athlete or whether they're just finishing their career in college or in high school, like every single person experiences this but you have to fulfill it with something because we are physical people athletes are physical people 
who find enjoyment, they find serotonin, they, they get a bunch of chemicals from doing things physically. And you're so focused on your career and you're so focused on providing and you're so focused on all these really important things. But the physical aspect, without that physical aspect, you still will not feel fulfilled. Okay? So helping you find your purpose and whatever that is, you have to every single day focus on movement. Movement is huge. Right? So destroy thy body. <laughs> That's a really good word. Yeah. That's awesome. And I know, Mia, you're listening to this. Destroy thy body. It's going to make crack up. <laughs> destroy thy body. Okay. Right. What is the second question? I hope, second, that that, I hope that answered that. I know I went all the way around in a bunch of different ways. but Second question. I hear everyone always talking about having a growth mindset. I guess I'm just asking what even is a growth mindset? I would like to know how you could help me. Thanks. Okay, so a growth mindset. It's kind of funny that you asked that because I just got done talking with an athlete about this. Um, what was this, two days ago? And I don't really like the the whole growth mindset thing. Like it's, it's almost like the process. Like you know how much, how many people, how many athletes, how many performers, they talk about the process. And I've even said, things about the process it's like such an overly used term trust the process yeah trust the process what even is the process everyone's process is different right but when it comes to growth mindset like i i'm constantly focused on growing and i probably have even said this in the past too like dude it's all about growth like like i'm i'm not i am not a big proponent on saying you need a growth mindset you need a mindset that is specifically tailored towards you yes it is growing we obviously know that no matter how hard you work, no matter what you do, you should be growing. I am more focused on stress. I am more focused on adversity, right? That is what that is what truly makes someone have a growth mindset. Don't focus so much on the, I need a growth mindset. Focus more on, how do I react to stress? How do I react to adversity? How do I view stress, you know? Like, is stress something that I completely shy away from because it's too much or it's it's all it's all goes back to stress and adversity okay so if you want to have a growth mindset per se if you want to have a growth mindset you need more stress what what does that mean though (laughs) (laughs) okay so stress and for those of you who don't know my perspective on stress is that stress is actually good okay stress is something that we need to perform like you can't perform without stress. I go back to the when you are a kid and you're shooting basketball or you're shooting hoops on a basketball court, and the reason why you go, oh, three, two, one, ah, right? You shoot a ball. The reason why that feels so good and the reason why you actually do that is because you're putting stress on yourself. You know, think about like, even let's take my perspective from my life right now. I am about to have a son, right? <laughs> um, I just started another, or I, opened up another LLC with my other business. I have all these different stresses that are being put on me, even maybe by myself, you know? Well, I guess intentionally I did um, do that to my wife. So it is something that I'm putting on myself as well. Like I'm having a son. So I did do that too. But these things I'm putting stress on myself because I know that because, because of this stress, I am going to in turn grow. Does that make sense? So a growth mindset is more about looking at stress from a perspective of that's what's going to help me. 
you know? And there are stressors, and I've talked about this in the past in episodes before, but there are stressors that are simply just bad and they don't help you. So learning how to disregard those and put those to the side where you don't waste a lot of energy on those stressors, that's a that's a whole other component. And I do talk about like there are stressors, like traumatic stressors, like death or something that's happened to you in the past that is very traumatic. Those kind of stressors are the ones that you have to learn how to disregard. You know what I'm saying? It makes sense. Yeah. So stress is really important and it doesn't necessarily have to be good. Take it from a neutral perspective. Again, neutral thinking, really big on that. But when it comes to stress, take it from a neutral perspective. What is this stress trying to tell me? And more importantly, how can I use this stress? That is where growth comes from. Growth comes from that. It comes from stress and adversity. You know what I'm saying? You just blew my mind right now. Oh, let's go. Okay. I I definitely... And I, and I know I didn't really answer your question. I mean, I guess I did about growth mindset. I'm not a big fan of the word growth mindset. Um, I'm, more, I'm more focused on stress and adversity. So focus on those things, how you relate to stress and how you relate to adversity. And always ask yourself, what is this stress trying to tell me? How can I use this stress? For adversity, whatever adversity you have, obviously doing hard things is adversity. So just like the last question, do more hard things. Yeah, that is really good. Um, I think that when, I mean, you you hit you hit the nail on the head when you put yourself in a position um, to, you know, that is stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, you are able to grow, even though that's a buzzword you don't really like. So, what? like, in, am I like? Let's just say if there's a stressful, like a small stressor situation, and uh, I overcome it. How much importance do I put on that? Okay. Like if you're a viewer, you know, do I celebrate that or do I just kind of move on? Okay. Um, whatever your standard is. If you don't know what your standard is, you got to create a standard, right? Small wins, they're great. They're amazing, right? I don't want you to celebrate them. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard someone in the past say celebrate your small wins. Go out and celebrate your small wins. I don't think you should actively celebrate small wins. I think small wins are the standard. And when you meet that standard, sure, go write it in your journal and be like, I met my standard. You know what I'm saying? So when you have a small win, don't necessarily be like, yeah, yeah, let's go and celebrate. Like, let's go out to dinner. Let's go do this. It's more of just like, you know what? That's what I was supposed to do. And I'm going to continue to do that. So I don't lose sight of what is my standard? I'm going to reach this goal regardless of how many adversity or how many adversities I have, regardless of how much stress I have. I'm going to reach this and this is my standard. So celebrating small wins when it comes to stress and adversity, um, I would 100% say it's not about celebrating the small wins. It's more about acknowledging them in, internally within yourself. Write them in a journal in the morning, be stoked on it, and then move on. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, you gotta keep climbing the mountain. Don't, yeah, don't stop and that's a good point. Don't stop and party in the middle of the mountain. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotta keep keep looking forward, keep climbing. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah. All right, so those are the two questions. Um, I appreciate you guys for shooting in those questions. Um, hopefully, I answered them uh, well. <laughs> I think. Um, if you guys, again, if you do have any other questions and you want to shoot in some questions absolutely you can email those questions too 
Brock at offthewalltherapy.com. Perfect. And then you can also uh, DM us on the Instagram, which is um, at offthewalltherapy, right? Or you can DM us at Mindset Sessions Podcast. Um, either of those, email would probably be the best. Um, if you can't email, DM off the wall therapy or Mindset Sessions Podcast. Okay, so thank you guys so much for listening today. Grizz, we'll see you later. Bye. <laughs>